this week on Not Just Another Sex Podcast. Do we feel like male podcasters are misunderstood? Absolutely. But of course, it's, I mean, actually, the male voice in general is misunderstood. Mm-hmm. You know, because, you know, we say men don't speak enough, but then men get microphones and now men are sassy because, <laughs> because they speak in, and they have microphones, which is really a way to silence men. If y'all were to put mics on my uncles at cookouts when the men sit together and talk, it would be considered very toxic. And these just these what you would consider old school men. Yeah, what the hell but are? a lot of old school men are toxic, though. I mean, for lack of not, I'm, I'm not going to say that even, it's even, intentional, but it doesn't mean that it's not toxic. I would, I now I would agree. And do we want to use the word misogynistic over toxic? Maybe. Uh, even that word is misunderstood, like overly used and misunderstood as well. So I wouldn't want to use mis- misogynistic. Even your energy right now almost seems like it's so heavy being a man trying to communicate. Hey, sugar, you're listening to Not Just Another Sex Podcast. I'm your host, Samaya Burton. I've been a hands-on sexual educator for over five years through my company, Sexual Essentials. So I can tell you that being an adult absolutely has its perks. But now let's talk about just how hard adulting really is. Whether you're healing trauma, building healthy relationships, or figuring out how to create your own happiness, the truth is you may feel like you don't know what you're doing, but you're here now, and that's enough. Welcome back to another episode of Not Just Another Sex Podcast. My name is Samaya, and we have an amazing episode for you today. First of all, let's get with these fall vibes. If you are not watching the visuals, please make sure that you tap into the YouTube because... These visuals are everything. Y'all notice my little my little TV show. You know what I'm saying? The hair is up. It's giving, you know, goddess energy today. Couture on the face. It's going to be a good day. So before we introduce our guests, we have a review. Miss um, Honeybee716, okay, says, thank you, thank you, thank you. Samaya, thank you so much for this gift of a show. You, oh, 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 I messed it up, girl. It sounds so beautiful and I want to read it right. So I'm going to start over. Samaya, thank you so much for this gift of a show you've been giving us. I have listened to every single episode and you give me life every single time. Mm. You've opened my eyes to new perspectives and let me know it's okay to be me. Thank you for being another healthy avenue on my healing and self-love journey. Can't wait for another episode. I'm already listening to all the current ones that are out. Mm. (laughs) I love that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. You guys. I'm going to say it on every episode because it seems that y'all are like listening to me and that feels really good. I think that behind this screen, it can get easy to get caught up in thinking like nobody's paying attention. I'm kind of just talking or whatever, but y'all hear me and I tell y'all that words of affirmation is everything to me. Um, Just being on the screen, like it's a lot of pressure, um, especially because people are being influenced and you don't know if you're saying the right thing. Um, But you guys letting me know that I'm changing your life. It's worth every bit of that. Like, I mean, the entertainment is cool, but letting me know that I'm changing your life, I'm helping with the healing, like that was the whole purpose of me telling all my goddamn business to y'all. So um, please keep rating and reviewing the podcast. Um, it goes much farther than you think. The show costs zero dollars and zero cents to you. But to me, just just pay me with the rates and reviews. That, that, <laughs> that, that, that works. So um, we have a guest today. One of the podcast OG. I was just telling you, you podcast OG now. Uh, yeah, I guess I am. All right. We have Tyshawn here from Hardly Initiated, one half of the Hardly Initiated podcast. Welcome. Introduce yourself to the folks, to my folks. Yes, yes. One half of the 
hardly initiative, uh, hardly initiated most, uh, one of the more principled yet provocative. How about I say principled? There, there you, you go. Know, there you go. Provocative <laughs> platforms um, out here in the space. So if you if you tuning in, much love. And I'm I'm usually on the hosting side. So now you about to be all up in my business. Yeah, that's always the goal. You know? That's always the goal. You know, every time I see y'all and. I always think about the episode that we did that no one heard. Which was, it was a really, it was, it was a, like two hours too. It was such a good episode and we, we got to redo it one of these days. It will happen. Yeah. Ever since then, I was like, okay, y'all cool. Y'all right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. That's the thing about the podcast. You really meet people in real life. Absolutely. You really exchange. Absolutely. It's October, so seeing something scary isn't surprising unless it's in the bedroom. And Dolgeray Condoms wants to encourage you to think like a queen and be prepared with your own protection. There is nothing scarier than not being prepared and losing the mood. Sometimes a partner can forget to grab what's needed, but Dolgeray offers a variety of quality, multi-size condoms in one pack and in adorable packaging to encourage you to be the queen that you are and be in control of your own safety. Check out this woman-owned condom brand below by clicking the link or check them out at www.indulgeray.co. This brand supports safety across the board. So if you have an event that they should be at, be sure to email them and invite them to your event. You can reach them at queens at indulgeray.co. All right, now back to the show. Well, we're going to walk through my show today. All yeah, right. Let's do it. All right. So let's we start it. off with the adult tip of the day. Uh, the adult tip of the day is because, you know, one day you look up, you're the oldest person in the room or you're the grown up in the room. You got to do the CPR. You got to get advice. You yep. got to handle everything, you know, responsibly. Um, and so it's just like five minutes. So you can put something in your pocket to, you know, help you think about it, bring it, make adulting just a little bit easier. Right. Mm. Um, so today's. Um, adult tip of the day, seven habits that are actually signs of resentment. Um, all right. You spend a lot of time thinking about past situations or events. You spend much time silently criticizing others. Mm. You often feel angry, unseen, or underappreciated. You tend to hold grudges for a long time. You distance yourself from people that you think have crossed some unspoken boundary. You guys haven't talked at all, but you distance yourself from them. Mm. You tend to give yourself up for others and silently, and silently believe that they owe you something in return, but you never discuss the exchange. Mm. You purposefully give yourself, give others the silent treatment when you feel taken advantage of. So um, if you guys don't understand resentment, um, resentment is a dangerous is a, a dangerous thing because a lot of times you can't reverse it after you feel it or it takes so much time. It's such a damaging like emotion. It is. Um, it definitely has like a negative residual impact when you resent someone. And so a lot of people don't even realize they're going through or feeling resentment to someone else. And so sometimes in your personal relationship with yourself or even with your partner or your friends or whatever, you feel resentment, but you don't have a title for it. You just think like, oh, I'm not in the mood or I'm moody. But it's like, what have you said? Did you say anything? Um, and if you're feeling underappreciated, why haven't you said something about that? And a lot of times resentment is just. I don't know. I think men end up resenting a lot. 
because they also don't say a lot. Like in in relationships, I found that a lot of men either don't know how to, they don't know how to express their emotions or what's wrong, or because they're like, oh, it's fine this time, and they get over it. They don't actually address it again, and then women don't listen very well or take the best accountability all the time, and so they end up saying nothing or nothing actually gets fixed, and then it's like disdain. There's like a disdain for someone. Mm-hmm. Um, and because we do have you on, like I said, as like a podcast OG, um, this episode is kind of going to be curated around just the industry and what it's done for us, um, entertainment and production wise. And some of the things that I found in this industry, especially with content creators or influencers and in entertainment, is there is a lot of underlining resentment amongst each other. And so the collaborations are difficult and working with other people is difficult. And it's a lot of silent hate like on Mm. other people when you haven't even spoken to these people or you feel underappreciated because the masses aren't paying attention to you. So now you have resentment to someone you don't even know because it's like, well, they doing that. How they get all that? If I do this, then why? And you don't know these people. Yep. So if you're doing it to people that you don't know, odds are that, you know, whoever's listening, you might be doing it in your personal life to your friends, your family, to your partner, or even to yourself. Um, You have anything you want to add to that? Yeah, resentment is a silent killer. That's what it was. It's it's truly a silent (laughs) killer. It's like very insidious. And you got to make sure you are self-aware enough to know when that resentment is kicking in. Nothing worse than seeing a couple that you know dealing with it deeply. Yeah. Where they just can't even damn near stand being around each other. <laughs> like you just kind of know that energy where yeah. you just know they really can't really stand each other. Yeah. Um, or even like you said, friends, because resentment typically builds in the relationships that unfortunately are sometimes close. And even what you stated was crazy. It could be in relationships that don't even exist. That don't even exist. In your mind. Yes, I think that I've gotten that a lot um, since, I'm not going to say like me, but I've heard it a lot. Um, people meet you or you on set and they're like, oh, I didn't even know your energy was like this. I did, what did you think it was like? <laughs> I mean, you hear? <laughs> yes. Um, but also just like, like I said, the 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 competition that's not even there. Um, a lot of that is stemming from just like resentment of seeing people, you know, all of our times are different, you know, is is different. Like when it's my time, it might not be your time. Right. Um. And so I think that just we have to be conscious of that because it can have a level of entitlement involved, especially in this field. So, And let me tell you this. It's interesting because I'm coming from like me and Ryan in particular. We came from the business space. We had a real estate company prior and we transitioned into starting a podcast intended to make it for men. Ended up building a whole audience (laughs) of damn women. Which women so we supportive, ain't they? They're so love, supportive. I love ladies. Now, don't get it twisted. But it wasn't intentional. And we ended up even building, entering the relationship space, if you will, transformation, relationship, whatever you want to call it. And what's interesting is this space is the most least relational space <laughs> I've known. Really? And I say that amongst many of the people who are talents mm. in this space. And obviously I'm a podcast, so I'm incentivized to have great relationships with all of these people that come onto my show and with all of these people that, you know, I build a relationship with. I have a genuine relationship with most of these people. No love, no hate. But a lot of times hearing the way they speak about other people. Mm -hmm. See, in the business space, it was always like, yeah, I mean, he making money and all, but he only be doing this for a year. 
I mean, yeah, he making mm. money and all, but I mean, he ain't making that kind of money. The relationship space is crazy. Like the way people check other people's credibility mm. and and these unknown beef star, it's like, yeah, he telling people how to have a successful relationship, but he divorced. Yeah, yeah. but he ain't married, but yeah, yeah, but he ain't got no degree. Yeah. So what that ends up creating is this relationship space where all of the people in the space don't have any relationships with each other and low key don't really have respect for each other, for each other in the space. So it is a lot of resentment that I sense from a lot of the people I deal with. They have, whether knowingly or unknowingly they have, but I can sense it because my heart is not even in any of those places. I actually, I want to get more dope more people. certified give me this uh, get more vet yeah get teach me this i'm interviewing these people it doesn't mean that i'm qualified to t- i'm not teaching you anything i'm presenting information to you as a almost as an educator or a resource that's exactly know? what it is yeah so it's it's interesting that you say that because yeah that 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 definitely is a thing especially in this in this space of production yeah um i've definitely experienced it because also people would reach out to you and be like oh i want to be on the show or you know can you teach me how to do this and it's it's not that I don't want to at all, but I have boundaries because also it's a lot of people that see you, right? However many people watch the show and then there's only one of me. Mm-hmm. So if I reach out and say yes, what is my criteria for not saying yes to everybody? Um, or you might hear people be like, like I've even interviewed people and they be like, oh, well, so-and-so, they ain't had me on this stuff. It might not have been the right time for you to be on this stuff. You have no idea why you weren't on anything. Um, even with Sexual Essentials, you know, a lot of people thought that like, oh, you're... Um, are you a sex doctor? Because that, that like went viral. And I was like, no, I have a business degree. And then it was like, um, have you been certified as a, as a, like a sex therapist or, or any of those things? And I was like, I was none of that. I was all hands on, self taught, things like that and providing the resources. Like, hey, did you know about this? And this is where you can go to experience this, right. you know, things like that. Um, so I don't, I definitely don't think that everybody has to be qualified, but I do think that vetting someone, is how I make sure I don't have resentment with someone. Because if I'm not going to say yes to be on a show, if I didn't vet you, and if I'm vetting you and I say, you know what, hey, this doesn't fit for me, it's how I communicate about it that makes it, you know, it's what I don't communicate about that makes resentment. But, you know, it kind of all goes back to boundaries and all of that. But either, neither here nor there. Um, speaking of the male podcasters, um, that moves us into our Twitter talk. So Twitter talk is just a segment where we pay homage to uh, Black Twitter because Black Twitter has always been everything, whether it was Instagram, TikTok, whatever, if it went viral, if it was a, making you aware of something, whether it was some crazy um, off the chain. Um, I feel like it always stemmed from Black Twitter and we even call it Black Twitter, even though it ain't even called Twitter no more. So uh, with that being said, the question is, do we feel like male podcasters are misunderstood? But I want to ask you this because you are a male podcaster. So I know that you've seen both sides. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I think it's one type of male podcast that has promoted over others because it's a lot of male podcasters that we know nothing about and they don't get publicity because certain content just doesn't get movement. Yeah. That's the reality. But of course, it's, I mean, actually, the male voice in general is misunderstood, mm-hmm. you know, because, you know, we say men don't speak enough, but then men get microphones and now men are sassy because <laughs> because they speak in, and they have microphones, which is really a way to silence men mm. and tell you not to speak. 
when attacking you know, like their sexuality or something like yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. So like the thing about it is it's like the rea- the reality of it is people really don't want to hear men speak. And the thoughts, I mean, I'm gonna be honest with you, the thoughts of men if you ask me, really haven't even changed much. Even the what we call toxic thoughts, they really haven't changed much. If y'all were to put mics on my uncles at cookouts when the men sit together and talk, <laughs> it would be considered very toxic. And these just these what you would consider old school men. Yeah, like, what the hell but a lot it? of old school men are toxic though. I mean, for lack of not, I'm, I'm not going to say that even, it's even, intentional, but it doesn't mean that it's not toxic. I would I, now. I would agree. And do we want to use the word misogynistic over toxic, maybe? Uh, even that word is misunderstood, like overly used and misunderstood as well. So I wouldn't want to use mis- misogynistic. Even because your energy right now almost seems like it's so heavy being a man trying to communicate with the yeah, masses. Well, well, it, well, just certain words. Because yeah. like certain words, they've been, it's just been so abused that I try to not use those words. Because people have a relationship with those words already. They already have a negative connotation. They, they, or, I mean, uh, it is. I mean, misogynistic is negative. It is. <laughs> it is. But see, I wouldn't consider a lot of the guys I grew up with misogynistic. Like these guys, like when you l- look at like the older old school guys, especially guys that groomed me, these guys were pro-family. These guys were pro-wives. These guys were like pro be in the family for the kids. But they also were pro don't be no weak, like don't be a weak <laughs> nigga. Like they were also, they would say things that would be like, you know, some things that would be provocative or offensive, especially to women. And in many ways, like you have to be just careful though, like what you do on a platform and what you say in front of people. Cause I do realize that we went to a point as a podcast where I realized that we went from like, in my eyes, a podcast to a platform. I agree. It was definitely a subtle change, but all of a sudden, everybody was watching every single thing that y'all said, and we saw it when Ryan went viral. And it was like, okay, now it's time to watch what we're saying and how we're saying it and be more... Be very intentional. Like, less barbershop talky, because the barbershop is just kind of loose. You do say whatever you want. We say what we say say what's on our mind. Men, you can round our phrases to the nearest meaning, right? (laughs) And we, we understand what we're saying. Yeah, but when you but talk to somebody else. Exactly. We have to just be a lot more intentional with our language, which we had to make those adjustments, especially it hit me when somebody, this woman was like, yo, I send my my sons all of your content. Mm. You know, I sent that last video to my daughter. So it became a responsibility. It really did become a responsibility. I was like, okay, like we really like in people's households now. We like mentors. I feel that, I feel that it's difficult when, when men feel like something isn't misogynistic because technically a man wouldn't feel misogyny. It's not something you can feel, you know? I think that there is a misunderstanding of what like misogynistic means because a lot of women are misogynistic. We embrace misogynistic characteristics and cultures because it's we've only known one thing. We know this Western culture of like how we do things. Mm -hmm. And so even us as women may see another woman wearing something and say, and judge her off of what she's wearing. That is misogynistic because we would tell a man, we don't want you judging us off what we wearing, but yet it's a woman that's enforcing that same thing when technically you don't know that woman. She could be doing that for herself. She does. And even if she did want to do something to get attention from men, why are we blaming that woman for her choices? Right. Just in that, just in that example. But I do think that 
I think that because men mature just a little bit slower in certain things, mm-hmm. I don't think that we do a good I would say I don't think that we do a good job of letting people make mistakes after we like if I learn something and I see someone doing like I know better. It's difficult to give them the space to say they're at a different space than me, because I used to think a lot of misogynistic things. I didn't realize that. I mean, I I was raised by a, a dad doing, you know, molesting me and things like that. I've been groomed to to see misogynistic and see green flags. You know what I mean? Like, this is okay because it's like, oh, well, my dad was a family member. My dad, my dad was also a molester. You know what I mean? So it's like, we we grow up in this time where like men are, because men can be a good man or be a good provider or things like that. And women haven't spoken up. And there is so much silent resentment of things that we, it's difficult for us to get on the same page communication wise. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, we both, women can tell you what makes them feel uncomfortable and men can say, well, this is how I feel. And it's almost like we just can't get to the bottom of it. And at the end of the day, we almost have to sit and kind of wait for you guys to mature at what level is just, it's so, it's very, very difficult. Um, I will say, I do think that the male podcaster is misunderstood. I will say that. Well, what, do, what do you mean by that? When you say misunderstood, what do you mean by that? I think because there are plenty of women that are on the mic that's toxic as fuck. Mm. They toxic as fuck. They don't know if they talking about fuck niggas get money, da, mm-hmm. da, 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 da. And women can always say whatever they want and it'd be toxic and it'd be wrong and it'd be funny and we know, or whatever. And I feel like when men say something, it go, it immediately goes back to the ethics of it all. Like he's misogynistic, he's this, but it's like, it's a lot of women that are doing the exact same thing. It's just not necessarily misogynistic. It might be some ratchet shit or something like that. And ratchet ain't even bad. Like I love a good little ratchet moment, but you know, um, but I will say that women have been talking out of their ass for years <laughs> and yes, men do it too. But I will say that it's just less space for men to get on there. Cause I think also by this time, men have a silent resentment against women mm. and now they getting on the mic with all their resentment. They ain't even just getting on there having barbershop talk. They getting on there ready to rebut all this stuff that women have been saying without them saying anything, mm-hmm. you know? And I think that that's the difference. I like seeing when men sit down with other men and they talk about shit that ain't got nothing to do with women, to be honest. I'm kind of tired of hearing the men and women talk about each other because we clearly don't understand each other, you know? And, you know, I, the way I feel about it, I think it's all, the reality of the situation, it's all about who's talking. Yeah. It's really all about who's talking because when you really look at it, we don't have this family thing figured out. No. Right? We're so creating like, it and breaking and breaking yes. generational patterns, changing things, trying to figure out what works for us in this generation. Right. So we're making so many mistakes. We are making so many mistakes. So I think having a conversation is fair. Just like when we are financially distraught as a community. Yeah. We are now regularly having these conversations. There's like a mm. lot of conversations, podcasts coming up in that space as well, which I think I is pretty much so great with that. They're doing great. Yeah. And it's talking about the problems in a solution oriented fashion that can yeah. get people results. So the thing about it is if we are having problems, we agree that these are major problems in our community. I would argue that family is actually even a bigger problem in our community than money. Because if we had the family right, it'd be a little easy to get some of the money right. And if we don't even get the family <laughs> right, if we get the money, we don't have nobody to give the money to. So, like, there is no generational wealth without family. We need a generation yeah. to pass to. So, yeah. it's still a family thing. Yeah. The thing about it is, like, we do have to 
be able to put ourselves the reality. Everybody's not going to therapy. No, people are more (laughs) likely to sit down and watch your show, watch my show before they go to therapy. Now that's not therapy, but it can be therapeutic. Right. So the thing about it is, is if the right people are talking, it can allow people to go inward to be able to be more self-aware, to be able to be more accountable, to be able to find more root cause issues instead of us talk about symptoms, Yeah, which is what happens a lot in the airways. So what's happened is a lot of people who were, you know, are just loose at the lip is able to have, and even us, we've, we've been on that end of just saying anything and still not understanding the responsibility that, that comes with that. You have to be held responsible for it at the end of the day. And then now it's like, okay, all right. I, Cause some people don't want to be held responsible either. And then they don't, they don't want to talk about it. I think that if I'm listening to someone I do think there is a level of vetting that I'm looking for. But also, again, once you know better, you do better. So if you're not telling me why, if you were talking about something where I need help on it and I don't know your personal relationship with that topic that you're talking about, I kind of don't want to hear your topic on that. Like if you have a girl talking, I'm listening to a group of people have a conversation. That's one thing. But you can't be on a show teaching me about relationships and you won't tell me about what your relationship is talking about. Like, oh, I went through this, da, 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 da. And then this happened. I learned from this. They don't be vulnerable. Don't tell you nothing. You just get on there talking. And so I have no way to... My ba- I, I can't check in. Like I'm so big on the boundary now. Who I'm listening to, who I'm talking to, why am I at this point? I get not talking just to talk. You know what I mean? Yes. So um, there's no vetting. There, there is no vetting at all. Um, and I, I do. I will say that I, I love the fact that that I do that now. I don't really sit down with anybody that I don't know. Yep. And I will say I think that's that's difficult. Even even having like you on the show, I was like, you know what. All the stuff that y'all put out, I don't like. You know what I mean? I love the platform. I love what y'all doing. I love how big it's gotten, you know. But you already know. Y'all put out shit that's going to poke a button and, you know, and things like that. But I've understood that you can't silence a voice just because you don't always agree with it or, you know, whatever. Because we don't do that with women. So um, I will say that I have been definitely more open to understanding that men are sometimes making the same mistakes as women when we've been allowed to talk way more. You know what I mean? So trying to give grace to that. Some of the things that we've learned, y'all haven't had a chance to learn. Um, it don't mean that niggas don't be talking out their ass, though. Like, for sure. Like, people be talking about talking out their ass. Intentionally. Yeah. <laughs> right? Intentionally. Um, but, but that's, you know. Uh, like you said, it go back and forth. But um, I, I know you came to our What Men Want conversation um and that's really the point of having one of those things where if we're going to talk about the men let the men be present and let them talk let Mm -hmm. them answer the questions about themselves um so if you guys haven't checked out that episode make sure that you do that we got two years in the running of doing that um it's always a really amazing response because it there are amazing men on the panel and we're not curating a conversation around hate for men yeah. You know what I mean? Um, it's about really learning, asking questions and letting y'all answer for us versus letting a woman tell us about a man, you know, and and that's a and that's a good that's, example. <laughs> that's a good example of something that actually can put somebody in a better space, but like somebody will leave that conversation better than they came. Absolutely. And see, saying a lot of people do say things like, yo, I'm tired of hearing these conversations. Oh, we got to get tired of hearing toxic conversations. We got to yeah. get tired. We got to stop putting the poison inside of us. Yeah. And I 100% agree, which is why 
we like we I saw y'all change. Oh my god. I saw goodness. y'all change after the after the whole, you know, the whole fiasco. No, it was really it was really this year, top of this year. And but even because remember I saw y'all at um at Aces, um yes. and around that time you guys started changing and I saw the yeah. intentionality change. It yeah. was I feel like at that point I saw like like both of y'all kind of like went into a bit, like even as a business, you're going to have to like, okay, how are we having these conversations? So we don't run into this again. Yeah. And so now I've seen y'all go viral plenty of times and it's for something way more positive. You know yeah. what I mean? And I think that that's, that's a level of accountability. Yeah. I like that there is space to pivot in that area. Like, I don't think anybody just needs to be canceled just because you say something that's wrong. Like you got to be able to learn. Cause at the end of the day, this is my job. I'm going to make some mistakes. And so, um, facts. Yeah, I, I, I definitely, because it's women that say shit that's toxic all the time, you know? Hey, you guys, I hope you're enjoying the show. I just wanted to stop by and let you guys know that all three of our masterclasses this month are available to Patreon members for free. Yes, you heard that correctly. Our mouth masterclass, our dick writing 101 course, as well as our masturbation squirting class are all available on Patreon. You guys, Patreon is an amazing way to support me as well as the creatives that make this show possible. But don't worry, in exchange, we're giving you guys some amazing content. If you love my show, then you must join me over there. Outside of getting the masterclasses for free, you'll also get a chance to watch our bonus show that comes out each month called Boats and Hoes, where I sit down with my friends and do an episode of the show based off what's going on with us in real life. We also have a show on there dedicated just to sex. It's called just another sex podcast and you get to hear me teach and talk to others as they learn in real time on top of the other 250 classes and workshops that are already on there from my teachings as a sexual educator. This show is a resource for you to learn from my experiences. And though it has no cost for you, I just need you to know that signing up for Patreon goes so much farther than you think. I know that you may not join the content every single month, but think of it like a gym membership. It'll always be there whenever you're ready, and it does so much good whether you know it or not. I appreciate all the support that you guys give me in all the ways that you do. And now, back to the show. Anyways, let's segue into some of these topics for today. Mm-hmm. Um I do want to know, what do you think, um, how has podcasting affected your dating life? We got to start there. We got to start there. (laughs) You know, it's interesting because we bring a lot of, a lot of the men that we bring on the show, I, I truly have respect for. Yeah. Like I really like respect their families. I respect their households. I respect what they built. So it's really changed my view on marriage in a whole, like as a whole. I feel like you maybe take it more seriously, way more seriously. Not even take it more seriously, but I more understand the purpose. Mm. I better understand the sacrifice and I better understand why it's important to sacrifice. See, that's another big thing we talk about. Everybody, even if you look on the airways, people opting out of marriage altogether. Like everybody talking Don't about Don't want to do the work, skipping over it Oh altogether. yeah, it's a bad deal. Why would I do that? Why would I give this away? Everybody getting failed. But- which is valid. Okay. But if you understand why you're doing all of those things, the benefits of actually having a great partner in your life and how you can produce and who you can become and what you can build, then that changes your perspective on just the sacrifice. It's a lot of sacrifice and build in entrepreneurship. It, like majority of the Look journey here. is sacrifice. <laughs> but if you understand the freedom on the other side, yeah, you it's easy to weather through that. And I better understand what's on the other side 
yeah. of a successful marriage. So what it's done is it, it's really put me in a position to date way more intentionally. Yeah. So now how I'm dating, it's just relative. It's just it is just natural BS that comes with being single. Yeah. The single life just come with some low level moments. It just come with it. It's a part like you're just not going to get it right every time. No. And I also got a little numb to the experiences of leaving women regularly and not having anything built. And see, like when you, especially in a man, as a man, when a man is in his warrior phase of life and he's just slaying everything, like he's just, he's hunting women. No, that's a real phase a man is going to have in his life. He's going to have a... I wasn't sure which way you were going with it. I was like, warrior, like strong leader. No, you mean knocking no, 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 shit no. down. Yeah, like when he's at <laughs> on his very like when he's when he's just wrecking okay, when he's, he's finding himself. Okay. When he is just on the hunt for life, his purpose. When women at that point in a man, if if a woman meets a man in that point in his life, a woman is typically Gonna be a part of his collection. If anything else, she's not. He's she's not. He's not looking to find a queen because he's not a king yet. So the thing about it is that whole the interaction is brash, and I'm. I know now I'm in a place of transition into my next phase because a warrior is at peace though in those moments. Like he's at peace. With just like he he's enjoying that all of the debauchery that comes with it. That's, That's what, what he, he wants. wants. That's what he wants. When you find yourself as a man being less at peace in the same environments you, you used to change. enjoy, that's like vital signs that you're transitioning. Yeah, and I've I've noticed that in my dating life and in my experience with women. I've noticed that you guys' guests have changed when it comes to like dating and there are a lot more older men and pastors yep. and um, yep. relationship experts um, and not the crazy ones but like the the good ones like oh yeah. look what i got on there yeah. um and yeah. I, I i do love that so you can definitely see like the change in the intentionality of even the type of relationship conversations that you guys are having absolutely but one of the things i think i found just as a woman in the in the same aspect because i'm i'm single um is that a lot of men have a lot of benefits from from marriage and i'm not saying like women don't have benefits at all but i feel like um some of the things that you guys need, like the support and the uplifting and things like that, and having that partner that is there to help build you up is amazing. And it can transform you, especially because like the th- the way that like the feminine energy can like change you and just like, okay, this can soften me. And it brings you guys more into your feminine. That's beautiful. Mm-hmm. On my end, I found that it's, I've learned to just enjoy where I am when I'm there. That's what this has taught me because it's, it's, it's pros and cons on every side. Like when you're in a relationship, it can be amazing, but it also has some lows that I don't have to deal with on this side. I found that wherever I am is where I'm supposed to be, though. And I try to pay attention to that. I think that podcasting, entertainment, production, all of that has just made me very present. Mm -hmm. Because at the end of the day, worrying about tomorrow really ain't helping what I got to do today. And fretting over what happened years before isn't helping either. And I've also I would say that because I'm in this role Normally, if I if I was a man, I would want to date me, you know, but I (laughs) but even despite me dating men and women, what I can get from like the same things that you guys get from marriage and that benefit, 
I want that partner in a man. And it's difficult when I also am attracted to a man that can lead and that can, you know, do those things. I have to find somebody with a dick bigger than mine. Mm. Like I found that it's, it's very difficult. So if anything, I found myself more discouraged about you saying just to confirm it's more difficult because of now what you the the level you're at you're saying this what i've done in in my purpose and my singleness yeah. see i think that when sometimes when women are single um they definitely go through a rediscovery phase of who they are and they accept their power and i mm-hmm. think that when we get around men we still struggle with not wanting to tear you guys down and being a supportive partner and naturally being nurturing and supporting you all's goals you know and now because i know myself and in my 30s I'm very okay with my purpose. I'm not, I don't necessarily need to share that with my partner, like that thing. But I also know that I wouldn't stop what I'm doing to just support my partner. We both got to be the boss. Like, you know what I mean? And I'm, I'm not the, I'm not the housewife. I'm not, a lot of people have a problem with how I'm moving. Not because they're not proud of me. They might be proud of me as a friend or they might be like, oh, this is great. But like in a dating sense, Mm. I'm not the woman that they would also that they would actually want to date because I need the things that you're looking for. I need my partner to support me, show up in my shit and cook me dinner. And you know what I'm saying? The type of man that I'm usually interested in don't want to do that thing for me. So if anything, changing what does my relationship look like? curating something brand new is where I'm at, like with this, which is like, I am a polyamorous woman. So having different partners that do different things, it hasn't changed like my thought on marriage, but it's also more reality-based, which Mm. is some things can be forever and still change. You can be married to somebody and not want to have sex with them forever. Yeah, You know, and I, that's the type of marriage I need to be able to be. I need a marriage that would allow me to change. And a lot of marriages don't allow you to change. And even if you understand that, still finding that person is a whole nother, a whole nother ball game. So I've just found that wow. I put my energy more so into being present because whatever's for me is going to find me. And so I'm focused on being who I need to be because that person is going to, you know what I mean? The person that wants that is going to find me, but kind of like searching for the relationships and, and all of that. I think that that's what this field has taught me that you can't avoid what's meant for you. So I'm not really... Yeah. You know, I'm just just being aware of how I feel. I think that's all I can do. Be aware of how I feel and my boundaries, whether that's professional or relationship. Man, this is, you know, this is really interesting because I see it's like a dichotomy, right? Because I've dated the spectrum of women. I believe you. Like I've dated the goddesses. (laughs) (laughs) I've dated the goddesses, right? My my free spirits. I've dated the hardcore Christians. I've dated the half-assed Christians. And the interesting thing about the women, the free spirits, my goddesses, here's the interesting thing I've realized about them. It's literally a dichotomy that exists because typically when they describe the man that they want, for the most part, the qualities, like his essence is a traditional man. Yes. This is a man who's a leader. <clears throat> He's he sits on integrity. You're polyamorous. That's a little that's, <laughs> that's a little different. But typically they might even want they usually want a man who's going to be solely monogamous to them. Poly but we can still play integrity, right? And 
usually who they want is not a reflection of who they are. I agree. And it's, it's interesting because that puts you at a very strange place because even as I've had conversations with these young ladies, they, the likelihood that they attract that kind of person is just so low because deeply, because it gets deep. Like, because when you think of even like being a free spirit or traditional or non-traditional, that seeps deep into your belief system. Like that's like deep into your core, like your hard drive. And if those things are not aligned as people, as men and women, you probably, there's going to be some issues. I think that's honestly why going into like being single for so long has happened. Like there's a level of accountability that I think that I've tapped into that a lot of people haven't tapped into. And the type of man that I wanted, I couldn't attract the way that I was because the type of man that I want would want a confident woman, you know? And before I wasn't confident because I wasn't living in my truth. Mm. You know what I mean? And it's not like, Oh, you're just unconfident. No, the other parts of your life that have nothing to do with relationship or nothing to do with late with, with dating are not making me more confident. Now I'm doing the things. I'm doing the work. I'm I'm doing, I'm being where I'm supposed to be. Like I'm not holding back any punches with myself. So now I find that it's easier for me to present. And now it's just about just doing what I'm supposed to do for that to work. But I'm very clear that it, not dating at all was because it was like, you need to change some of these things. There is no way that that type of person would see you as an asset or see you as any of these things. It's like, you got some damage that's in here. Not saying that any of us, any of us are perfect or we ever get to that end goal. Mm-hmm. Um, but you falling into what's comfortable. And I think that the thing that you need is very uncomfortable. Like for, for me, the things that I need are uncomfortable. Um, and also changing what I think things look like. I've learned in this field, at least in production, it don't, sometimes it's never what you think is going to look like. And we're more judgmental than we think that we are. So saying a leader, what does that mean? Does the leader mean he has to make more than you? That's not true. Agreed. You know what I mean? That's not true. And the way that I am, it's just big boss Samaya. I'm trying to make more than everybody. Like, it's not like just because you're my man, you know what I mean? And like, you know, you say it lightly. I just, I want to make what's mine. But yeah. the point is, is that I know that the field that I'm in, I know it plans to go here. But if your career is to do this, then I want you to be the leader in that. Like I leading doesn't have to necessarily mean this money thing or that. So I think changing what we think things look like has played a big part. Like even in, like even in, in podcasting, even in entertainment, like in this world, that's what that has, has taught me. I think wanting a leader is absolutely fair. I think wanting a man to, you know, step up and support you and do all those things. That's, that's 100%. Absolutely. But I think a leader knows when to shift in what role, when right. to play what role and who needs to play what. Well, because if this is what, if you're better at the finances, then you need to handle the finances. Agreed. You know what I mean? And so I think I'm looking for that. Someone that has the, the capacity to say, you know what, you need to be doing this. This is how I need to show it for you or to be able to let me th- turn off my mind and you think. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. but men haven't been raised necessarily as the same way that women have been raised. So like, there's a, there's see, a, that's one. I, I, I agree. Like at the level you looking for that kind of guy to probably moving at a certain level, cause he can't make way too much lower than you. Right. But, but just in general, <laughs> what I will say is I do think it is challenges there, but even deeper than just finding that guy. Now he also has to be open to a polyamorous relationship in that way, right? I'm trying to because I I want to ask you this because I feel like I, I really feel like ladies be wavering on right wavering that like they're 
open to whatever the best dude is open to. Because if you find a guy mm. who like he meets all, like he about to cheer for you, but he's not polyamorous. He and he ain't on none of that shit. But he is down to support you, be your cheerleader, to lead you, let you do what you got to do, all of that. But that's he like, babe, it's gonna be just me, and it's gonna be you. Are you open to something like that? I don't think so anymore. And I say that because I've done it. <laughs> I've done it. And at the end of the day, me being polyamorous isn't about me being out here hunting. It's about I am very aware that I want 100% of everything that I need. So one person will never be 100% of what I need. Mm. I am the closest thing that I'm ever going to get to being 100% of what I need. Right. And so... I can't tell you that I won't fall in love with anybody else because I'm not trying to fall in love with anybody else. I don't even have to have sex with somebody else to fall in love with somebody else. You know what I mean? So I'm telling you that this is how I am. It's just like if I say I'm bisexual, you might say, well, I'm not with that. It. What does it matter if when I look at a woman, I'm still thinking whatever. Me telling you that I'm not going to do it doesn't change the fact that I am. Mm. So if you're not okay with that, then you, you're really not okay with me. And a lot of people are like, half-assed polyamorous or they're just like okay i'm dabbling in ethical non-monogamy and so they're not this is who i am and it can actually become a problem and i don't want to get into a relationship with someone and where they can't accept that because you can be monogamous but i'm still going to be who i am and how i choose people is with i feel like with integrity mm. i've been in monogamous relationships that but i can't say that it's always going to be that way so I don't think that that's a good idea, especially when I'm already looking for a marriage that allows me to change. Because at the end of the day, we can get married and be monogamous right now or whatever. And still in whatever amount of years, you could say that you need something else. I don't want to change what I have with you, but I need something like this. Like if we go about that the right way, then let's, how do we transition that? How do we move? Just like move into another state. If we're talking about forever, there are so many possibilities in that. You can't tell me that it has to just be this. The only difference is I'm telling you right now. Mm. And if you talk to a lot of our grandmothers or grandfathers, like they've tried it. They have, they just not telling us about it. They didn't sit down at Thanksgiving dinner table talking about some, yeah, I was, I used to have a girlfriend back in the, No, like, but they have tried it. It's not, this is not nothing new under the sun. They just find out that they weren't. So for yeah. me, I'm so aware of who I am. It's, it's tied to my podcast. It's tied to the sexual essentials. It's tied to so many things. I can't not be who I am. It wouldn't. It just wouldn't be right and I wouldn't be happy. And at this point, I'm not willing to really sacrifice that for anything. So yeah. see, the, the fact that you accept that, I think that actually is more than anything, probably what creates the biggest challenge because he has to be those things and be open to that kind of relationship where I see, I see now why you say the guy that I, I'm typically interested in is not interested in that. And it's, you know... Man, that's that's um that's that's something really deep. And I had to accept that. Everybody's not necessarily meant to be or married with someone or whatever. That doesn't mean that I don't think that it's for me. It's just also it doesn't have to be the end of the world either. I'm just chilling. I'm just learning to just chill. If I get in a relationship, cool. But that can't change. Oh my god, relationships are everything. I I don't want to do that either. I did that when I was younger, right? Whatever you in is what's the best, right? No, these things change and that, that's okay. Yeah. Um, 
But I do want to transition out of that. And I want to be, because um, I know we're running out of time here. I want to talk about creatives um, being able to retire. Because we do, when we do talk about generational wealth and passing these things down. Mm-hmm. But now we have this entire generation of people that are content creators now. They're, um, they are entrepreneurs, right? So we're getting away from so many systems that have been set up. The 401k, the, the you know what I'm saying? We're getting away from so many things and doing it differently. Yeah. Um, now that you're in, and you guys, I saw I took over. Um, did you guys take over your own production for the show? Yeah. Yeah. And you had the sure. location and you know, that's when we first met around that time when you mm-hmm. did, I think I was the last interview that y'all did before y'all was oh, like, yeah. okay, was we got to transfer this. Yeah. yeah. Um, so now that you're behind the scenes, you have the location, you are doing the production and you're the talent. I think that you have a well-rounded, um, a well-rounded view of what's going on and you've been working with other people. Um, what do you think are the biggest issues with creatives retiring now with what you know? We found out what you known about what has podcasting and entertainment taught you about relationships and all that. What has it taught you about creatives retiring and getting paid and this longevity of a thing? Yeah. I mean, being creative is, is one skill set in itself. And then there's being a business owner. So those those not the same not parts the same of your brain. At all. Those yeah. not the same skill sets. They make the same books. They make the same God given gifts. Mm-hmm. They make the same nothing. So creators can fall so deep into creating and not that other side. And that other side is what leads to the generational wealth. That other side was what replaces the 401k. That right. other side is what creates structure in your life. And I think the biggest thing that creators need to do now is either to be sacrifice and jump into all the things you may not like to learn. Yeah. And that business side, that, that, that finance side that you probably hate, or you go about getting somebody who's great at it and develop partnerships or get you some contractors or employees to help you in that, because there's no way that you're going to be able to do something on a massive level where it requires people, it requires teams, it requires a larger capacity yeah. without you being able to have that part of the game down. So that's the, that's the biggest thing. Um, creators really, in many ways, get in their own way. Creatives haven't learned how to be entrepreneurs. And then you have entrepreneurs that don't know how to be a creative. And I mean, even entrepreneurs haven't figured that out because many entrepreneurs are just sole proprietors and, and self-employed. I, I know a lot of barbers that call themselves entrepreneurs, yeah. but they work a nine to five. Because that's, at the end of the day, if you don't show up, you won't get paid. And they not really, they have no plan on how they're going to change that. They don't have no plan on how they're going to get a shop. They're not putting their money in savvy ways to be able to grow it. And they getting probably taxed worse than employees. So the thing about it is even entrepreneur is not even very clear at what it is. I think we all got to really figure out how to strive to go from being a creative to a business person, Mm -hmm. a business owner. And when you can, when you think of it that way, being a business owner requires so many different talents. It requires you being good at finance, good at marketing, yeah. good at these different areas, not just good at what you create. And when you start becoming more well-rounded in that way, that's when you now position yourself to be a force and to have something that you can pass down, something that you can sell, you know, something that really can provide true stability in your life. Yeah. I think that... um I want to know what are the the what do you think is missing the most? What do you think is the one thing that's crippling 
the creatives and entrepreneurs when it comes to um when it comes to growing and and getting on the right path what is the biggest thing that they're missing focus I think focus yeah I, th- I think right now we are inundated with so much mm. right now oversaturated Many a lot of, of information yes, a lot of yes many people i know myself and um that come ask me for help that i see and they doing too much yeah they not they and and because they spread so thin they're not really able to take to get achieve depth in any one thing and that's what it is like a jack of all trades master of nothing i'm talking about when i tell you you got to understand like it's so many different ways to have success and people yeah. trying to do all six at once <laughs> like, versus doing one at a time and moving on yeah, when it's time to move on focus on getting these income streams bro get one fat income stream first like just on focus on one thing put all of your time energy creativity like get so deeply like endowed in that and you know or entrenched in that and then you know start to go off and do different things but right now we are like flooded with information yeah and everybody got shiny nickel syndrome everybody comparing themselves to other <laughs> shiny people nickel syndrome. We, are, we are programmed now we are not a patient generation like we really do feel like we should be successful next year yeah a lot and of entitlement a lot of entitlement and when yeah. we don't have that because our expectations are already unrealistic our whole value system is screwed because now if you're not successful in a mm. year you're more likely to quit be and not wear the food because you thing. expected to be successful yeah. when you you should have been expecting to be successful in the next 10 years player yeah relax relax <laughs> and really what you think is success ain't it so you think because you ain't hit that thing when really it's like damn you hella hit some milestones that you need in a 10 year span what you just did was amazing absolutely right. okay i love how you put that i'm gonna say mine is boundaries Mm. I think that what we're missing is boundaries because I think that when it comes to hiring, firing, when it comes to expanding our teams, we don't know how to do it. Um, and I think that when you don't have boundaries, you can be talked in or out of anything, um, which kind of goes back to like your focus. Like when you focus, you know what you in for and what you're not in, you know. And you know what to say no to. Yeah. And I would say that that's boundaries because boundaries could be. No, right now because I don't know you well enough. Mm-hmm. I need to do some more information. Or if you if you feel like you have to respond right away and things like that. See, I don't resp- even if I want to do it, I can't respond right now because I need to make sure my boundaries say. Let me double check. Let me sit with myself. I know that I like this idea, so I definitely want to give myself a little bit of time because yes. I know I like this idea. So I, let me make sure. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Boundaries even around the people that are around me. Boundaries around um, even like. Like you said, the, the people that will reach out to you for help, I need to see how you moving first before I decide what I'm going to share with you, um, making sure that I get something back for what I'm doing. And a lot of people aren't getting anything back for what they're doing. They're doing content creation. They're making no money and there's no plan for money to come into the picture. You know what I'm saying? Like. Ever. It, trust me, all of us have started off not making no goddamn money. Yes. I went from content creator that makes all this money to a content creator that makes no money to a content content creator that builds a system that makes money. So, mm. You know, like I've and I understand dipping in and out of those things, like you said, looking at the bigger picture and knowing when to transition into something else. Yep. But it's people that ain't looking at no transition; they just not making money, mm-hmm. and and they quitting their job to do so. And then it's like. It's on this like hill of like, oh, you got to jump out there on faith and things like that. Like, faith without works is dead. 
You know what I'm saying? You're not doing the work for what you say that you want. And I think that we can be confident, but at some point, what does that have to do with the work? I can be confident and still be accountable. There is a difference. Like I can be confident that I can make these changes so I can get what I need done. And I think that people don't know how to assess themselves or criticize people without knocking them down. So we think that we're being negative. And I don't think that's the case. I think it could say, hey, I don't think that we need to work together yet. What I would love to see from you is this. And like that's I think think would be a better time. I would feel more comfortable with us doing that. Like you don't have to disrespect anybody to say no or this isn't for me or it needs to be to this level. So if you don't have your boundaries together, because see, my boundaries don't intimidate me. So now I know how to talk. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. When your boundaries give you anxiety, you going, uh-uh, I don't want to, you know what I'm saying? And now you responding all crazy and it's just making it a negative, you know, situation. Mm-hmm. Um, but we are going to move on. I can literally, you know me, you can just sit here and just chop it up all day chop about what about whatever. It's so surprising because I had one outline and we didn't got into all these different things. But every time we talk, it's like just a little <laughs> mini, a little mini episode, right? Um, but we do have a sex tip of the day. Mm. So if you guys don't know, um, my first business was sexual or is sexual essentials, um, where we teach people how to create the intimate life that they desire. Mm. Um, and so you can always check out all of my past teachings, learnings, classes, and even the bonus segments of this show. And, um, we have an entirely sex based podcast on Patreon. Um, I just got tired of Instagram deleting shit. I said, okay, all the sex just goes there. It got to. Yeah. It just, you just, you can't at this point. Can't. It's just, it's exhausting. Um, and so make sure you guys check that out over there. But my sex of the day actually is a question for you. I wanted to know what have you learned um, about your sex life through podcasting? Cause now you've been on all these shows. You've had all these shows. What do you think has, how has your mindset changed about sex altogether? Or at least like, what is the biggest um, change that you've seen in yourself when it comes to sex? I know that you said you're more intentional with dating, but what is, what is, um, what is yours? I'll share what I think mine is, but. Yeah. You know, what I found out about myself was that I was like low key boring. Oh, like, (laughs) No, I mean, I wouldn't say I wasn't good, but my range was just not No, wide. boring is, I think, the right word yeah, for sure, because yeah, most yeah. men be boring, and they but, don't know that. But, you know, here, here's another reason why I was boring. Here's another reason. And this is, like, really going deep. It was because of my lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Like, exploring sex for me was not exploring a bunch of sexual moves. It was exploring different women. Doing the exact same the thing, same though, thing every time. Different women. So you got that a whole was, bunch of boring shit on the on the. <laughs> it was it wasn't boring to me. It was a whole new woman. It was fun. That but right? that's but that's the thing. I feel like when you won't dig into the sexuality like of sex, like into the intimacy of sex, you gonna keep needing to move and you know because you ain't trying nothing different. After see, you do that one thing, you done. But I'm see, bored. That's, but see, that's too. As I started opening up my mind to be like, yo, I don't want to be with all of these women. I'm like, wow, I got to have sex with one woman for like 50 years. I'm going to have to really get some moves. <laughs> I'm going to really need to get some moves down. Yeah, so that's know. really what, like, we had, that's what we had some shows. You. I'm like, wow, you could do what? I got to put Wait, you should go side to side with it? Like what? that? That's kind of wild right there. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's, yeah. I think that doing this business, um, ironically, has made me not, um, I think that has made me more boring and not like intentionally, like I am just a boring person. I would say more boring 
circumstantially because most of the sex I have is with myself. So <laughs> it's turn yourself up. Turn that ass up. Okay. <laughs> So I'm such a self-sex advocate, you know what I mean? And it's like, when it comes to other people, I'm not really willing to go down that road unless we can get exciting. You know what I mean? Like sexually, I have no desire for the vanilla. Like I love vanilla sex. I do like, but I need to know that there is more. You know what I mean? There, mm-hmm. I have no desire to really have sex with anybody that's not on the same sexual tip that I'm on, or you have no interest in like my body and like learning it and being curious. And because it's a whole new body, now I got to figure out how this thing works. Like yeah. I need to, you know, how, like you be playing a game at the arcade and you need all your letters to be the, the first, the top ten. I need these to be all my initials. Like I'm the best at this. Like I feel like you got to study the person. And some of the shit that I teach or study is not something that you do with no regular Joe Blow, like or that you just met or any of that. So I think that it's made me more boring because I'm very aware one when people aren't healthy, like and not just like physically or like being doing like being reckless or being unsafe. I'm talking about like healthy mentally. Like if you're not working on yourself, you're not in therapy, you're not like, I understand that you're not going to be able to get to a certain sexual level regardless because you're just not, you literally aren't there yet. Mm. You don't even accept your own sexuality or yourself. There is no way this pussy going to tear you up. Like you not going to know what to do with it. You're not going to, you. it's like putting ketchup on steak. Like you're not going to know what to do. So I feel like it's situationally, it's made me more boring. I have to rely on more setting out my self-sex life. There's a lot of things. There's a lot of things you could do by yourself. But just like when it comes to a partner, I feel like it makes me more boring because like I'm, I only want what I want now. Wow. I only want what I want. I'm not really in it for, I don't, I don't want like a six out of 10. Like I, I only, I only have good sex. First of all, the nigga, whoever you choose, he's gonna be nervous as hell. <laughs> like, he's gonna be nervous as you hell. Think so? I don't know what you, I mean, you just, I mean, the bar is high. I don't even think that the bar is high. I think the bar that is high. T- <laughs> the bar is high. I feel like if you moving with ego, like if your dick moving with ego, I feel like the bar would be high. But I feel like if it's a person that's in tune with their sexuality and they cool with who they are and they actually appreciate me, they're gonna do. What needs to be done naturally? They actually will be curious after they catch their nut. They actually be curious after I catch my nut. You know what I mean? The things that their body will be into are going to be different because they actually into it. Mm-hmm. I'm not having sex just to have it. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm just past that. I've done that already. Yeah. I want intentional sex. Like you're doing intentional mm-hmm. dating. I'm at the point where I want intentional sex. Like. Mm. A continuous thing like, okay, we've done this. Now we need to kind of move on to this. Like where we just so comfortable talking where we can move through those things, you Mm. know? And a lot of people aren't having intentional sex, even when it's comfortable or they're not intimidated. They're, like you said, being boring. They're being boring and they're having sex. I'm being boring because I'm choosing not to have it. It's wild that people be fucking and it be boring. Like you're actually getting some and it's, and you're not choosing to do the things. Mm. Any of the things you're just scratching an itch. I have the the itch is itching. I'm not. I I don't want to. If we're gonna do it, we got to do it. Mm. Like enjoy the sex. Like be free in that. And so I'd rather just be chill and boring for now. If I'm not gonna get that, because at this point, as hard as I'm working, like if you ain't knocking the coins out this shit, what the fuck is we doing this for? 
Ding, 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 ding. ding. <laughs> Coins knocking out that motherfucker. <laughs> I respect it. I respect it. At this it. point, because you're just going to end up having an attitude to have blue coochie, blue Ooh. pussy. Yeah, can't, can't do that. Yeah, can't do that. Not the blue coochie. So, um, before we let you go, we are going to end out with our spiritual tip of the day. Okay. This one, look, I looked at this. It's a little long. I put this here before we started. You know, we were just chilling, adding shit. Yeah. Um. Okay. So, the spiritual tip of the day is because there's so many earthy healing words that we hear we hear astrology stuff we hear like greater self and my higher self and a lot of times i think that people resist it because i don't know what the hell we talking about like what is being said and stuff like that and i think that is intimidating for sure um and so we try to give like just teach you about one thing and explain what it is because a lot of times we'll use a word and then we no one knows what you're talking about and people don't want to ask so right oh look at my producer she made it bigger for me she, she changed it because I said I couldn't see. Thank you, sugar. Um, so today we're going to talk about the solar eclipse that is coming around. A lot of people know um, like solar eclipses and um, lunar eclipses come around, but they actually have a significance. Like, so it means that like a major shift is coming mm-hmm. um, within like six months. So it says reflecting back to the solar eclipse in Aries, um, April 20th to 2023, it pushed us out of our comfort zones. Now the solar eclipse in Libra, which is coming up on October 14th, urges us to embrace transformation and emerge from the ashes like a phoenix. This particular eclipse is influenced by Venus, the planet of love, which forms a tight conjunction with the sign of Virgo. Um, When Venus aligns with Lilith, Lilith is like your bad bitch, your inner bad bitch. Everybody has one. Like, Mm. who would you be if no one was looking? If if nothing mattered, who would you be, right? So there are a couple terms in here that we're going to have to talk about on another spiritual tip of the day. Um... But when when those things align during the eclipse, it signals an opportunity to break free from expectations that others may have imprisoned upon us, and sometimes mm. even yourself. The energy of the new moon eclipse encourages us to recognize our self-worth and assert our desires, especially in the realm of romantic relationships. However, it's crucial to exercise caution in how we express these emotions. Um, so ultimately, this... Eclipse is encouraging us to embrace transformation. And a lot of that transformation is coming from the things that were torn down in air, in in April. So mm. a lot of people have been going through major transformative things. Either they have switched career fields, they're switching relationships, yeah. they're it's large changes, you know. Um, and so I think that what people are expecting, whatever you were working on or whatever you were trying to get through in, in April is coming back now. But for something to you're you're no longer like in that deficit, you're kind of like at a you're even. And I think mm. the only way only way you can go is like up. Um, and so like for six months into like the next one those are the things that you're working on. So like, it's a really transformative time. Like when an eclipse comes, it's like a, it's like a shake in the universe, whether you know it's happening or not, it's happening. And so um, it's Mm. just giving people um, a heads up to Google it and see what does the eclipse coming mean for your sign, you know, and don't forget like not just your sun sign, but your sun, moon, your rising, if you can, Um, but just look it up because it'll tell you where your transformation is going to come up. It could be in your business. It could be in family. It could be in, partnerships it could be in spiritual growth or like you know um things like that or just your own personal identity but depending on when your birthday is it'll tell you where that major transformation is coming for you for the next six months so oh that's dope yeah and usually it's pretty spot on so like mine is career my major changes for um 
the eclipse in this year have been in career. And I did switch out of a sexual education career into a production career. Mm. So it's been a hell of a change. And um, a lot of the fruits of that labor are starting to come up now. I've been working on this since, you know, we did our grand opening, you know, in April. And now things are actually starting to come into fruition. We've been doing the work. So I'm really excited to see because, you know, my head has been down all year. So shout out to doing the work. Man, I remember you have been doing the work. I, I, I've been, I've been watching. <laughs> I've been in here. Present. Hope you enjoy the view. I see it. I see. <laughs> I see you working. I see things around you growing, and it's it really is beautiful to see. And um, I hope the people watching you see it too. And you know, use this, you know, your show and this environment you've created as inspiration and really a catalyst to put the work in for yourself and create whatever you want to create as well. Because yeah. one thing I can't stand is just people who just watch from the sidelines. Create you know, something you yourself. Know, for me, I had starting a podcast on my calendar for a year before I went to my first podcast meeting mm. and I didn't delete it. And it's like, I get what you're saying. Cause a lot of people sit on the, the sidelines, but sometimes you don't even know you sitting on the sidelines true. for your own life. You're just very comfortable. And so you got to ask yourself, how is life? Does it feel comfortable? And if it feels too comfortable, you got to be like, okay, hold on. What can I shake up? What can I change? How can I challenge myself? Um, and I get it. Life is busy. So when it does get comfortable, you try to enjoy it, but um, making change a part of who we are, making change more comfortable, um, I think is really important. But um, thank you. Thank you for seeing me. Thank you for coming by today. Of um, it felt like, um, you know, when you go pick the girl up for the date and they're still getting ready and they're like, just give me like 20 minutes. Yeah. He said for like two hours waiting to meet. <laughs> After yeah. I pushed it back. Yeah. Um, yes, it was such a, it was a long night, but I appreciate you always coming through to the events and everything. So it's always good to chop it up with you. Of course. Um, we definitely got to have you back. Um, but tell the folks where they can find you, what you're doing, how we can support. Um, we'll make sure we put the links below. Mm -hmm. Um, and congratulations to you guys. I saw you, I've seen you guys pivot, even though it's within yes. the same name and brand, you guys have pivoted and, you know, um, I study, I study people, I study the things that have been working and you guys have been one of the platforms that I've studied. Yeah. Um, so even if it, even if it's not like, oh, their content is the best for me, I love it. I'm tuning in every week. It doesn't change the support, you know, which means like, okay, let me subscribe to this channel. And this is somebody I want to research. I like how they're doing this. So I'm really proud of you guys for just being able to, um, use the punches to make something different and, and transition because yes. I know that it's not easy. Oh no. And the thing about it in the content space, if you make mistakes, you make mistakes in front of millions. Uh, but the beauty Ooh. is, you know, if you, if, <laughs> if you win, you win in front of millions too, you know? Yeah. So everybody kind of is a part of the journey and it has been a journey. And um, I appreciate for everybody who has tuned in and will, um, our podcast is hardly initiated and um, that's going to be, I will tell you to just go ahead and check it out on YouTube. It's, yeah. At this point, we really having, um, I would say, some of the most important conversations in the relationship space with some really powerful individuals. And um, we've been very intentional with 
the people that we've been having on the platform and that goes back into that intentionality mm-hmm. and different people. Y'all have been bringing on some people that everybody hasn't like ran through already and nothing wrong. Like we yes. want to see y'all win. Like we want to see you on every turn on everything and you want it. We do. But also it takes a lot of energy to find new people because now you got to vet them or like find a yes. different expertise. And it's like, okay, they may not have a platform, but I think this is really important information that they're giving or um, so I know how difficult that is as well. Cause sometimes you're like, well, dang, they ain't got no following, but da da da. Like, so yes. I do understand that, but I, I, I have watched y'all and a lot of people don't understand it, but, um, definitely respect, very proud of you guys. Um, that's hardly initiated you guys on YouTube. Yes. Um, and we'll put your personal down here too, but yeah, love you. I appreciate you. I Even though you're an Aquarius. <laughs> I love you anyway. I appreciate that. that. I love you too. For sure, for sure. It's all love, y'all. Yes. All right. Y'all catch us next time. Thank you for tuning in. Please do not forget to rate and review the podcast. If you like the show, um, simply showing support. You can show support in a multitude of ways without even spending any money. You can go down. You can share this link with somebody. Find your favorite episode and post it in your um, stories. Repost the reels. Please subscribe on YouTube. Um and yeah and then also don't forget to check out the patreon we have bonus a whole nother bonus podcast on there so if you want the sex stuff for me Mm. you need to go ahead over there because that's where we do that um click the link below and i love y'all thank you guys so much for tuning in and i will catch you next time thank you so much for making it to the end of this episode thank you for keeping an open mind and joining me in creating a safe place for others to share their truth Make sure that you're following Not Just Another Sex Podcast wherever you listen to your podcast so you don't miss our weekly episodes. But also, if you want to keep the conversation going, make sure that you follow us on Instagram, Not Just Another Sex Pod, as well as sexual.essentials. Don't forget to sign up to my Patreon. The link is in the description of this episode. Not only do you get access to my personal life through my close friends and things like that, but I also have almost 300 classes, workshops, private group chats, hands-on demonstrations, interviews, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. If you want more from me, then that's absolutely where you need to be. If you would like to support this podcast, make sure that you rate and review and make sure that you share this episode with your family and friends. I'll see you next week.